0: Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is a part of the Asian Studies, a youth-led organization which aims to support and help Asian students around the world with academics, career, and
1: school life. Welcome back to our podcast. My name is Zara, and along with Felice, we'll be talking about two different true crime stories. Before we begin, we would like to respect the victims involved
0: in these stories, along with their loved ones, happiness, and peace. We would also like to warn that some contents in this episode may be triggering for some individuals. So we would advise that you should listen at your own discretion. Okay. So for the first true crime story, I will start first, and it will be I'll be talking about an Indonesian serial killer. Um, his name is Ahmad Suraji, and I'll be calling him A or AS for this podcast, just to um, in case I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. So, AS is a farmer, but he is also a rukun. So we can call it's an indonesian phrase for like a shaman yeah so he's like a traditional healer a spirit medium so you would usually go and find him for help basically something like that
1: yeah for spiritual help or medicine and stuff yeah
0: yeah um and like he started learning or like he was interested in this since he was like 12 and i believe um it was said that he started learning it was because of his father's death when he was only seven years old. Wow. Which is traumatizing in the point, but like, yeah, you're we're not going to talk about him. He is not important right now. <laughs> I'm really sorry. But yes. So usually um, he would have clients or customers um, of girls to come to him and ask for help. Like um, asking like how, imagine girls, like if you were going to ask for help, to a dukun or a shaman. You would probably ask for like, how can I be lucky in my life? How can mm-hmm. I be rich? Or like, how can I maintain my beauty? Some of these girls even asked AS for help on um rituals so their husbands wouldn't cheat on them. <laughs> oh wow. which honestly is a surprising issue if anyone would ask that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like he became like somehow. An expert and he was actually known like a quite smart person in the place that he is residing in. Because he yeah, recorded, sure. you know. Yeah. So he was known like, oh, smart person, like if you have problems, go and find him. If you want to talk about this, go and find him. So I believe that he was quite respected.
1: Yeah. And he was like to no, a point he
0: was well known, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like this
0: case, um, Let's just say it started with a dream, which is a confusing thing. Like if you just woke up from a dream, would you actually believe the dream?
1: I would think it's a nightmare. Like if I ever got like a certain dream, you know?
0: Yeah, it's either like a nightmare or you're like, you're going to brush it off and forget about it. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. That's, that's what we usually do. But that's completely different for this person. So he dreamt about his dad. Dad. Dad, not his dad. Dad. His dad. I mean, he's dead, but like <laughs> yeah. his dad, yeah. Yeah, his dad. So he dreamt about his dad and it was in eighty six, I believe, 1986. Mm-hmm. And his dad instructed him to drink saliva, which is mm-hmm. confusing. Yeah. But to drink saliva of 72. Dead woman. 72? Yes. Now that is disturbing. Okay. Yeah. This is okay. Um, anyways, the reason why he has to do it is so he could become a mystic healer. So basically, like a more powerful shaman. Yeah. A more powerful dukun a more powerful shaman. So he would be able to fight enemies as well as helping others. Mm-hmm. So his goal is to. Listen to his father and he thought about it in a way that to do it quickly, instead of finding that woman and drinking the saliva, which is already weird enough, yeah. <laughs> he planned to be a killer.
1: Really? Why? Yeah. I don't know. Just to so, just to fulfill like that shaman yeah. powerful purpose. I yeah. I feel like he thinks
0: that way because he felt like it's a sacrifice you know yeah so i think if i okay i'm not gonna try to be in his position i think he thought that um if he killed 72 people he could save way more than 72
1: yeah i think that's like like sacrifice little amount for a huge amount of
0: yeah yeah whatever you know but like we're talking about lives right now so i'm pretty sure it's not a good thing yeah I'm quite certain anyway, <laughs> so how was he discovered? How was he discovered on killing multiple people um so on like on the April of twenty fourth on nineteen ninety seven um, there was a girl named Dewi she was actually twenty one years old mm-hmm. and she asked a fifteen year old boy to bring her to like actually i think she Asked him to bring her to AS. That's what I believe.
1: Yeah. So direct- like, and the kid didn't know, right? The
0: kid didn't know that who was she going to be brought to. You know. Yeah. She just was helping with directions. You know, he probably yeah. just lived nearby. And three days later, after meeting with this AS, a man would be digging a sugarcane like field and he would be finding her body oh my god in the field her naked body in the field and the police would then investigate right and would ask the 15 year old boy and the 15 year old boy would obviously say that i brought bailey
1: to as but he wasn't aware like what he was bringing her for like he just assumed it was for the job
0: Yeah, he just assumed like yeah, um, she would probably ask for help from him or something. Yeah, yeah, and like, um, at first the police would obviously like ask the um AS like, do you know this woman? Um, have you seen her? Have you talked to her? We heard that she was here last time, and obviously he was acting suspicious. So the police would come in, and would find belongings of Lewi. So her bag, her items. So obviously, he's guilty.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Then um, the police will then notice that a lot of the missing women in this area were his customers, were his clients.
1: Yeah. So they kind of connected, like, yeah, the missing they connected peoples. the
0: dots and um, interrogated him and, like, asked him, how many? Like, how many of these n- missing women were actually your victims? Mm-hmm. At first, he admitted to 16. Which, yes, it is a, it is a huge Yeah, standard. that is a big amount in that my opinion. A, that's honestly a really shocking amount. But then he would then continue to change and said that it was actually 42, including Barry. Oh, my God. 42, 42. girls. Girls or women. So In the span of how many years? 11 years. Oh so from God. 1986 to 1997 wow so it's shocking is that the youngest one the youngest victim was 11. jesus a child a child child. and the oldest is 30 which
1: is still quite young oh no 30. okay 30 wait 30 that is that is pretty young yeah yeah it's quite young like she still has a
0: life to continue for a 30 year old yeah so like um how did he like successfully murder for like 11 years. So I'm just going to give a brief process because it might be quite disturbing. So these girls or these women would come to him for help, obviously, obviously. Like for help yeah. for like how can I be more prettier? How can I be rich? Or how can I have more luck in my life? Mm-hmm. And he would then ask the woman to be buried like half buried so like he would bring the woman to be buried um up to their waist and obviously if you're buried yeah he said that it would be like a ritual what yeah and i'm pretty sure people trusted him enough to be a dukun that's why he got a lot of visits as a dukun and um people would believe him and if you're quite desperate would you do it like if you're very desperate, like um, you need like a lot of help currently in your life, you would probably do what uh, like a shaman or a dukun told you to, do, tell you to do, right? Yeah. Like if they asked you to just go to the mud and just bury yourself just to your waist, just for a ritual, you would maybe, if you're very desperate, you would do it. Yeah. And they did it. And then he strangled them to that. Oh my God. And then he would, then still remember to actually remember to drink their saliva. Which is in order to
1: obtain like the mystical power that he think he was gonna get.
0: Yeah, he would then drink their saliva and actually have the time have the time to think that he should remove their clothes so they would decompose quicker.
1: Oh yeah, and that's how Devi's like um naked body was found.
0: Yeah that's why Devi um it was so she would form
1: disintegrate yeah more yeah
0: that's terrible yeah
1: i feel so, so sorry like, for the victims
0: you No, know, which is horrible for the
1: families also like yeah 42 it's a tremendous number yeah and like he was close oh. to fulfilling that 70 something right that he got yeah. from the dream yeah
0: yeah it was just horrible and also um his three wives okay he has three wives which was common in the past I believe mm-hmm. he had three wives and I believe all his sisters were said that they were somehow accomplices of hiding the bodies oh my goodness which is horrible like so they sided with know what why. he believed in yeah he probably like um forced them to believe like oh I had to do this yeah like, it's, this is my life, I have to do this. They probably, he probably said that to them. And um, they confessed um, under torture by the police, which is, I honestly, I know a lot of true crime cases and I still believe that the police should never torture anyone that they're trying to interrogate. Yeah. But yes, they admitted by torture by the police. And then the wife, What of the wife is, um actually at first was sentenced to death and the sentence changed to life in prison wow so i believe only one of them were actually like life in prison and the others i'm not really sure the charges yeah were not like um the, they were differentiated yeah yeah either they were not mentioned or they were not charged at all which is horrible not okay. Anyways,
1: yeah.
0: he was sentenced to death um and he was executed by the 10th of July on 2008, which is like 11 years later.
1: Yeah, that's like super recent. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's quite recent. And um, it's mentioned that when he was in prison, some of the police officers, like the prison officers, and like some of the prisoners would even ask him for his lukon treatments.
1: Like his, oh my goodness, they would they would ask a whole murderer who like who dedicated his entire life taking lives away from women and children for the purpose of magic and then the prisoners would just ask him for advice like this guy already had a corrupted mind about like whatever like shaman kind of like things that like rituals that they do and these prisoners are just they're probably they probably got false information. Like I imagine, like he must have advised them in a very terrible way.
0: Yeah. Also, I need to mention that if, um, if you know another Rukun or another shaman, we're not saying that they're bad. We're just saying this as person is a horrible person.
1: Yeah. And yeah, just be just careful, like what kind, like of the things that you see you're seeking for. You know, yeah. and always trust your gut. You know, if someone is advising you something like super, you know, like something that you don't trust, then you shouldn't yeah. follow it. Yeah, you
0: shouldn't follow right? it.
1: Yeah. And actually,
0: um, there was one moment where I felt confused because all this time we've been hating him. Mm-hmm. We've been like, he's a horrible person. He has no, like, he doesn't even understand his own guilt. He probably thinks he has no consequences about this. Yeah. But before he was executed, he asked to meet his wife for one last time. That's an odd way of... Yeah, it's confusing. Like, yeah. you're asking to and meet his your wife, but, yeah, but you don't feel sympathy to the 42 women that you have murdered.
1: Yeah, and how it affected families, like relatives, loved ones.
0: Yeah, so it was just confusing for me. Um, to end this in a small good note. Oh, Actually, it's not a good note. It's a horrible note. Um, he, at first, he was rejected because um, when, he went, when he wanted to be buried at his mother's like house, he was at first rejected because yeah. his mother's house was close to where his house was. So it means that surrounding, it was close to where the murders actually happened.
1: Oh, God. That's... Did they manage to bury him at that time? Yeah, sadly. So oh in the God. end, he
0: was buried at his mother's house, but he was at first he was rejected. Yeah, so that's the case for AS, or his name is Ahmad Suraji. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to say that I'm truly sorry for any of the victims found. Yeah, these, it's
1: terrible for what like, he did to them.
0: They just wanted to ask for help about their lives, probably. Mm-hmm. And they were desperate to the point that. They agreed on being buried. How furry? That's a huge thing. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like it's horrible because these women put a lot of trust in him.
1: Yeah, and he kind of abused his power in a way. Right. Yeah, like
0: these women came to him for help, would pay, and also
1: was health buried just because he yeah, asked. For sure. That's that is really interesting and like case that i've that i've you know listened to and i'm and i'm a true crime geek like i love true crime cases and stories but this one really changed me because especially having this conversation with you that's a lot coming like 42 victims that must have been terrible for so so many families um so moving on to my uh story that i wanted to talk about it kind of i kind of resonate with this story in a way because Mm -hmm. it involves themes of like you know family honor reputation um um, like westernized society and how old values play out you know in culture in asian culture especially or south asian culture you know it's very commonly like a common thing so this story is about a pakistani um British Muslim girl, um, Shafilia. Mm-hmm. I hope I didn't say her name wrong. And basically, it was last known that she was taken to Pakistan by her family months before, she presumably for an arranged marriage, which is a common mm-hmm. thing for you know, like never- she get married, and she's she was seventeen at the time, I believe. She's so so around our age, yeah. So it is very common thing in like our culture to talk about marriage at an early age. So, and also her sister I think was taken as well, like her sister Alicia, and she was 15 at the time. So during their time in Pakistan, like um, it was believed that she like rejected the formal marriage um, Mm -hmm. that was proposed by the cousin. And cousin marriages are very common in Pakistan, India and whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, she rejected it. which I and, think is a
0: wonderful thing though like
1: yeah, obviously I'm quite
0: happy that she actually got to say that she want, doesn't want this like she rejects yeah. this.
1: yeah because in, in Islam it is um, like you' it always ends up with the woman's consent in wanting to get to accept the marriage right after the yeah. parents. So after while she was out in like Pakistan, she apparently drank bleach. And it resulted in problems with, like, her eating, her swallowing, drinking. And she was rushed to the hospital. So that was, like, apparently the the last, like, legal document they had before she disappeared. Um, And she ended up in the hospital in Warrington, UK, where they lived. And basically, her family just said that she was, she drank the substance by accident. Because they reused the mouthwash bottle and filled it with bleach and she had drunk it okay that is that is confusing <laughs> yeah like, let us
0: think in like why okay would she... first if she would use a mouthwash it would be in the bathroom why don't we have bleach in your bathroom yeah
1: and, and why like, did why would she drink it either way if it's mouthwash or bleach right so there must have been I'm a pretty reason sure behind bleach it bleach has a strong smell yeah so she wouldn't even she
0: would have known right yeah. And also, if you're putting bleach in a mouthwash
1: bottle and your parents, you would tell your children. There must have been something going on. Yeah. If she, acc- if she quote unquote, accidentally drank bleach, you know. Yeah, um, allegedly. Yeah. So after that, like, spending like around eight weeks in the hospital, her weight plummeted, like, and later mm. on, like, four months later, she was missing. So that was like the last like thing they know legally in a document where she was you know last known. And mm-hmm. Shafilia in like school, she was known to be very bright and like so, like, you know, chill, ambitious and um that that's how the college had managed to report her missing in September 2003, I believe, uh when she wasn't like turning up to her classes for like a whole week. And, like, all her friends and classmates were, like, concerned, and they couldn't even contact her or anything like that. So, um, back to, like, the part where she was, like, after the hospital, it was known that she tried to rebuild her life, you know, after, like, that kind of difficult time and the poisoning in her body. Yeah, she should. Uh, so, she took a job in telesales, went to college. But, and then one day when she, like, picked her up from her job, I think, her mother was, like, super pissed. About her choice of like Western clothes, and guess Wait, what she was what wearing? What did she wear? What she she wear? wore a t-shirt and tight trousers. Oh a t-shirt God. and tight trousers, and her mother was pissed at that. Like, oh. like, uh, reacting like that? Are you serious? So, like it's, and it's, it's. I don't. I have no idea. Like a t-shirt, like maybe they're really. Traditional. No, no. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying, because I think the main theme I was talking about was reputation and how parents follow old values. So yeah. it in my culture, Pakistani culture especially, we dress modestly because most of our values come from Islam, but obviously in the culture part it's more demonized. So this is um, no way making Islam look bad. It's more like culture takes those values and then make it and change it up it and make it all. negative, right? So that's why like she was really pissed at the daughter wearing like just regular you know clothes and i think that was the day where she her and her parents fought which like they they fought and that's when the parents eventually murdered her so after she wasn't back to the missing persons report after the college like reported her missing right
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um like the detective found like songs written by her like that she wrote called i feel trapped and happy families uh which was read out by like a press conference um which honestly
0: for looking at, at like a point of view it may not be that alarming yeah but if the
1: person is missing they, they would have linked it somewhere along the lines yeah. of the family being involved right so <laughs> It was kind of like a long years of like, apparently, her, of Shafili's desire to follow more of like a modern way of life. So that's why, like, she like became more interested in like clothes, makeup, and obviously, you know, a common thing that a teenage girl goes yeah, through is like liking boys. it's very voice. common. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone has gone through that stage of at least yeah. once in their life yeah exactly so she was just kind of adapting to like you know the uk western culture at the time so during like the disappearance of her over the years the parents were like making appearances and i think they were saying something along the lines of oh our 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 daughter was often super rebellious and all that kind of stuff and all that that is now that was that is suspicious
0: yeah because why would they say
1: that about her daughter yeah,
0: if their if they love their daughter and they want their daughter to be found and helped by police officers, yeah. they would say like, "Oh, my daughter is not rebellious. My daughter is a wonderful and nice daughter, and she respects um like me, like as a child to find her. Yeah, and we want to find her. If you say she's rebellious, the police would immediately think like, "Oh, she probably there's something
1: um going on," and that's why like uh it kind of arouses suspicion amongst like audiences that like they might be involved but it wasn't really enough to like convict them you know like yeah. they knew there was something going along with the <clears throat> the music that she was making and um, how her she wanted a more modern way of life and all that kind of stuff so obviously the parents like lied a lot in the public the turning point came in 2010 which was 7 years later after her disappearance when their next oldest daughter Alicia uh was arrested for organizing an armed robbery at her parents' home. Wait, so Alicia's like 22 now? I sure. think yeah, cuz she was 15 at the time. So she mm-hmm. kind of like organized she like she conducted by herself like an armed robbery at her parents' home. And it was okay. for a reason. Like it must be like odd for to like think about right now, but um basically yeah it ironically though it was her parents who asked the police to like arrest alicia which is weird but oh. alicia who was like 15 at the time during her sister's like murder um she told officers that she had seen Shafelia killed at the hands of their parents and she was struggling oh. under the pressure of keeping it a secret after her and her three other siblings that were warned to keep the secret or they meet the same fate of the eldest Wait. which is so for seven years all the siblings were forced to not talk no. about this I mean- otherwise they because uh, they were threatened with the same fate like they were threatened with getting murdered as well like getting killed by their own parents so they that, had to keep that it is- under closed doors it means that they were abused at a point where they can't even say. That? Yeah, like they were basically captors at this point. Like, uh, But later on, it was like maybe five months before her body was found. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was by the River Kent in the like, district where she was like washed up by floods or something in the UK. Mm-hmm. And basically what actually happened was that the pair choked the 17-year-old to death in front of her four other siblings in 2003, so they were very, very young, witnessing their older sister get murdered by the hands of their parents, oh, wow. at their home in Warrington after they argued about her choice of Western clothes that day. Mind you, it was the T-shirt and tight trousers we were talking about that she wore that day. Um, so You know, I they, have to
0: say something about the yeah, police yeah. officers now, at yeah. this point, like, if someone a young girl is missing and even though like she's 17 she's missing isn't are they supposed to like ask the parents like what happened that they they
1: if they they, they probably they lied about it because it was very common in the public for her to like for the parents to be like Oh, uh, we don't know what happened to her. We're, we're worried about her disappearance, blah, blah, blah. They were just saying all these like crappy lies to make them look like they were, you know, they they were oblivious to what was going on to Shafilio. So when the detective managed to find the body and everything, like that's when the detective was like able to convict the parents and they were later found guilty for the murder of their daughter. So... This is a super shocking like thing to happen, right, and just to say
0: I have no words,
1: yeah, exactly, and it's like her own parents that say did something like that, and I feel like I resonate with her a lot in a way because um in in the in the article in the study, like they didn't really mention like the struggles before the day she was murdered, meaning I feel like there was just way more to um what she was going through than just the choice of clothing you know what I mean um and especially because like they come from a generally Pakistani household I like I definitely know that uh she was most likely struggling with like adapting to modern society and western media and all that kind of stuff and while she was living under a parent's household who believed in old family values who believed yeah. in very like traditional like culture and way of life. And I like I really feel so much for those kids because they had to undergo more of that trauma, seven years later, and it's like I it's realized, really like, especially how this reputation is such a big problem in our culture where families care so much that like about reputation, that we aren't allowed to be ourselves. We aren't allowed to face like um, solutions to any challenges that you undergo. And like they only focus on like, what will people think, you know? Like we're not allowed to fit into like Western society or modern society because of the old values that are ingrained with cultural family honor and all that kind of stuff so in a way like it just makes me feel so bad for those kids and her and many 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 other families uh or pakistani or south asian or asian families who struggle with that with their parents only caring about family honor because we are just kids who are adapting to a Westernized, westernized society because the parents immigrated from uk or canada or whatever they immigrated to find a better life for the kids so as kids, we are learning to like adapt to this kind of society and be our, our, mm-hmm. our authentic selves in that way. But you they still have to undergo those challenges of the parents who still follow what they left, you know, who still follow the you know, I values. I feel like
0: um like the cultural part and the traditional part, I feel like to an extent we should still follow like culture, the cultural things. Yeah.
1: yeah. But not to the extent that you can't even wear a t shirt and yeah yeah you know what i mean like it's more like it's okay to follow certain traditional values and cultures and you know and i think the marriage proposal wasn't like it's not it's a very common thing like 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 for example me or other people i know go through like that same idea of getting married early but it was they were basically abusers like they were way too excessive in um, keeping them captive ke- like abusing them making them feel like belittled and god knows what they must have went through like i did read part well, most of the article and i it did mention that alicia apparently was undergoing so much abuse that one parent was holding her down while the other parent was beating her oh so you can imagine the kind of struggle that th- that fat- those kids went through and to the point where a child died in the hands of the parents that raised you and birthed you and took care of you. I just it makes me it makes me feel so like terrible and it makes me sympathize like with other families who go through this kind of struggle. And I know it won't be like every family who will undergo like that extent of abuse but reputation and the idea of family honor and what will people think will really get in the way of um the kids daily challenges you know like our mental health is dismissed or our any sort of issues we go through is dismissed because of reputation and oh what if that auntie will find out you know so yeah this story was just very terrible i can't imagine
0: yeah, it's really sad. And I'm hoping that these siblings now are actually like not with their parents and hopefully in safe place. Um, they're living their own lives now
1: mm-hmm. in a safe
0: place, you know, not abused anymore, just peacefully and happily continuing their lives. And yeah. I hope they're able to, you know, cope with this experience because what they experience is just very quite traumatizing, you know, to see mm-hmm. like their sister, someone that took care of them,
1: instead of their parents you know instead yeah. of their eyes to be beaten and murdered yeah 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 so i'm i'm glad that we got to talk about this because the idea of reputation quite important is a very it is important to talk about because it is very ingrained in our culture especially i think i did mention it in our early episodes you know yeah that's so, true yeah.
0: Say the outro. Sorry. Please say the Thank outro. You. Okay, continue. Thank you for listening to this
1: episode. We hope you. Thank you for. We are so sorry for the victims' families, loved ones, relatives. And we appreciate for everyone listening to this episode, and we hope you uh, at least enjoyed listening to our true crime stories and maybe reflected on
0: something. Yeah, and you got something out of it.
1: Yeah. So um, make sure to follow Love Asian's podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts once again rest of peace to all the victims and we sympathize with the victims families loved ones etc and we really appreciate um you guys for listening to this episode and we hope you enjoy listening to our true crime stories this episode yes
0: we will be publishing our next episode on the 26th of february so be sure to check it out then and until then signing off love love asians, asians.